Hello and welcome to this mini episode of Expired XP. I'm flying solo today, it's Twitchy Max here. My compadre in gaming, Useless Viking, isn't with me today. And the main reason for that is I'm so excited to talk about this game, I couldn't wait for him to catch up. So sorry about that, Useless Viking. The game that I want to talk to you about is called Cult of the Lamb. It's a phenomenal game. So it's several games in one. It's a roguelike, it's a base building game, it's a sim game. It's really cutesy with its graphics and yet it's really dark and quite disturbing at times. And it's just a great experience to play it. It's by a lovely little outfit based in Melbourne and the UK called Massive Monsters. They have a history of building flash games. They moved into console games uh, relatively recently and this is their latest game and it's an indie game that's really popular on Steam. I believe it was on MS Game Pass for a while. I've been playing on my Steam Deck and it's just really, really fun. So the, the way the game starts is you have this cutscene, this cartoon cutscene where you are a lamb and you're about to be sacrificed to some gods and you are sacrificed. And yet your god reincarnates you as its prophet and you have to go and destroy the other gods. And you have to do this by gaining followers, which gains you power. And the way you get followers is you go through a series of dungeons and you complete various quests in order to release them. And at the end of each dungeon, there is a big boss. And if you defeat the big boss, it turns into a follower. And then the followers come and follow you and then you have to look after them. And that's where the base building and the sim elements come into the game. Now, if I was to describe this game, it's a mixture of Diablo, of... Animal Crossing, and those two are not, are not games that you would put together, right? Um, Diablo, Animal Crossing, and Don't Starve. It's definitely got Don't Starve vibes in the graphics, but also in some of the gameplay and keeping your followers alive. You're not necessarily keeping yourself alive because you die a lot. You're martyred a lot, especially when I play like it. But it's, it's just got this great graphic style, which is really based on, on Don't Starve, I think. Um, so you start the game. And then you're in the starter dungeon and you have to go through a set of rooms and it's very Zelda-like and the very first Zelda, not Breath of the Wild at all. I'm talking very much the very first Zelda where there are rooms with mobs in and you have to clear the room to move to the next room. It's very much like that. And you have a melee weapon and you have an area of effect weapon. And those weapons change through opening different chests. And the power of those weapons change as well, depending on what you unlock in the skills tree. And there's so many skills trees in this game. I'll get into that in a little while. It's just nuts. But you're running through these rooms, you're clearing these rooms. And at the end of every dungeon, there's a boss battle where you fight the boss. And if you're successful, it turns into a follower, which you can indoctrinate. Or uh, if you're martyred, then you start and you reappear in this big satanic circle right where your home is. Now, once you've done the starter dungeon, you've got your first follower, you're spat out of this, this satanic circle and you've got an area where you can build your base or your home for your followers. And in that, you can build them sleeping bags, teepees, yurts. You can build a temple where they worship. And when they worship, the more followers you have, the more worship they do. The more worship they do, the more skills you can buy, the more bus you can buy. You can spend it on buildings. There's all sorts of mechanics like that in there. There's prisons where you can lock up the dissenting followers if your faith gets too low. There's farms where you can feed them. You can build scarecrows. You can build tabernacles where they can make your offerings. The whole area is something that you can build as you like. 
but you do need to have a temple there so that you can have sermons and you um, perform sermons every day to your flock, which is funny. And that gives you a whole load of power, which allows you or a whole load of points, which you can spend on upgrading the specific powers. There's so many different skill trees, right? So you've got the rituals. So you can have a ritual of sacrifice where you can sacrifice your followers. That's um, quite disturbing because these, <laughs> these followers are quite cute. Um, but you can also have a harvest, you can have a fast, there's there's lots of other rituals as well. You can give sermons that give you buffs and skills. From worship, you also get new buildings, so you can build outhouses so that your whole area isn't covered in poop anymore and that keeps your followers happy. You can build decorations, which they like as well. You can build uh, fountains that they can look at. All of those are generally designed to keep your followers satisfied in a certain way. And one of the major things in the game is to keep your followers happy so that they keep worshipping you so you can get more power, so you can get more followers so that you can defeat the back gods. And it's a bit of a cycle. So there's a daily cycle in the game. Every uh, Whenever you feel like it, you can go out into a dungeon and try and defeat the dungeon, get more followers, defeat the boss, and ultimately defeat one of the four or four or five gods that you have to defeat to win the game. Now, I've only done two. I haven't completed the game yet. I've got pretty far in all the skills trees, but I'm I'm taking my time and, I, and I've been martyred quite a lot. <laughs> um, and it's quite an addictive game. The The base building and keeping your followers happy is quite addictive. And I, I tend towards more that than the, the dungeon gaming or the roguelike gaming. But the roguelike is really good. It's really good fun. And it's quite hard as well. I've been playing on medium and it's pretty hard. You get a number of hearts and sometimes it's hard to replenish those hearts. And you can make choices in the dungeons as well as whether you want to go for hearts or followers or food for your followers because you've got to keep them fed. So there, there is a lot of choice in the dungeons. And that's that's pretty intense when you're in these areas, especially when there's five or six bad guys all, all after you. You really have to be on your on your, um, on your your wits in order to stay alive. Once you've cleared a dungeon, then you get another follower and then you can um, indoctrinate them. One cool thing is you can get um, a satanic circle and you can turn your followers into demons and then they come along on your dungeon quests with you with special powers, which is really cool. There's also a, a world element as well where you can go fishing and you can go to certain different areas and there are different characters in the game. That adds a little bit of interest. I've not really bothered with that too much. Um, I'm sure I'd be further through the game if I did, but I've really been focusing on making my followers happy and doing the dungeons. If you don't keep your followers happy, they will dissent and they go away with a big megaphone and they start to really upset all the others. And there's a few things that you can do to deal with that. You can put them in prison and then re-educate them where you give them a sermon every day, their own private sermon every day, and you re-educate them and they eventually turn. Or you can murder them and it advises you to murder them at night so that your other followers can't see and they won't be upset which is crazy. And there's one quest early on that you have to do where you have to murder a dissenter in cold blood in the night. And then you have to bury them um, because you don't want people to see the body. It's crazy. It's a cute characters, right? They are cute. This is not a kid's game. It looks cute, but it is not a kid's game. I have young kids and I will not let them watch me play this game. I will not even let them see the screen because the screen can be quite grotesque, even though it's cute. But the content is not for kids. It is really disturbing. <laughs>
The other cool thing about your followers is they ha they can die of old age as well. well. I mean, that's not cool. Dying of old age is not cool. But there's they've got a whole life cycle that they follow through. And you have to uh, uh, take that into account as well. They can get ill, but you can fix them in the hospital. You can heal them in the hospital. And then you get faith for that as well. So there's a lots and lots of mechanics there, which is fun. Like I said, I've been playing it on Steam. I've sunk about six hours into it now. The, the soundtrack's pretty cool. It's quite chill. You'd expect it to have death metal or something like that, but it doesn't. It's, it's quite chill, both when you're in uh, the dungeon levels, the roguelike section, and also when you're in the base building and in your cult section, that's pretty cool. I do warn you, if you've got a slightly addictive, obsessive personality, you will put a lot of hours into this game and it will impact your life. It's available on Steam. Uh, it's available on Steam Deck, that's what I've been playing it on. It's available on PC and it's available on Xbox. It will be, I believe, released in April 2023 on other platforms like Switch and uh, potentially PlayStation as well. So keep an eye open for that. All right. I love this game. Really wanted to talk to you about it. Go and play it. It's really good fun. And I'll see you soon for our next episode.